Hello, everybody. Welcome back again to the Pilgrims and Prodigals podcast. Me and Ben just put up an episode yesterday, but I'm back with Nate and his friend Crystal in the studio again tonight, and we are doing a special episode. We'll get into that in a minute, but I'm just going to have everyone go around the table here, kind of introduce themselves in whatever time limit they want to, whether it's a minute or a second or whatever they want. So, Nate, take it away, pal. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, you already pretty much know me fairly well, so I'll probably just go ahead and pass it over to Crystal, but uh, glad to be back. Um, yeah, yeah. Hope we have a good episode for you here. We've been talking about it for probably three weeks or so now. Super psyched. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Crystal, go ahead and take it away. Hi, I'm Crystal. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it? That's it. <laughs> All right. Maybe that's a little intro to yourself. Tell All us right. a little bit about yourself, where you come from. Uh, I am 36. I am a wife and a mother. Awesome. And I consider myself to be a jack of all trades. That's cool. Uh, I'm from Anderson. I've lived here most of my life. If I wander away, I always end up back here. I always <laughs> place home. I've heard that Anderson has that effect. It does. It always somehow yeah. some, somehow blah, 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 pulls you back. So, um, so obviously this is a quote unquote Christian podcast. So what are uh, I know we didn't talk about this previously, but Crystal, what are kind of like your views on God? Do you consider yourself a Christian or agnostic or atheist or like what? What are your views toward God? Um, I or if it's uncomfortable, you don't have the answer. No, I do consider myself a Christian, but maybe with a potty mouth. Okay. So I love Jesus, but I swear a lot. Well, that is perfectly okay here. We encourage that type of behavior. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to disagree with you for a second, and I was like, well, no, maybe not. Yeah. Well, we're really excited today, guys, because we're bringing you an episode we're going to talk about a theory that kind of gets, you know, as we like to talk about a lot on this on this podcast, stuff that the church kind of shuns off or throws off or doesn't really like to talk about or bring up or conversate about. So today is no exception to that, and it might be a little even more out there than usual. Today we're going to talk about um, the theory of the existence of extraterrestrial life forms. AKA and, aliens. And so. if they are real, what implications that has as far as their inter, inter, interactions with us as a human Obviously, race. because we have to find a way to spiritualize it somehow. So we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. How do you guys want to start this? Uh, I guess, Crystal, you can kind of start by sharing. Since you are our guest here today, you can kind of start with sharing... Your experience, as in-depth as you feel comfortable to, with uh, our listenership of, like, less than 100 people. So, (laughs) why do you believe aliens are real? I believe that aliens are real because I have been abducted by aliens. It's a good reason to believe. Multiple times. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, okay. Starting in my childhood, um, I have been abducted by aliens. Okay. Uh, do you want to share one of your experiences or something like that? So Something that you can remember from it or... My <clears throat> earliest experience happened when I was probably in third grade. Oh, and really? I can remember just being in my bed... Um, and looking out of my window and seeing a face that was not human. Oh. So that would be my first memory. And as a child, you're kind of like, was that a nightmare? Was that real? Yeah. So as any child would do, I called for my parents. Okay. What we can get into later is that Most people, when they're having some sort of contact or communication with aliens, have the rest of their 
household or surroundings almost put into a sleep mode or oh, a goodness. something. Yes. So basically, I'm yeah, I've got some stuff to share on that. Parents man. who yeah. are not able to respond, not able to come to me. Mm. And that was my first memory of being. Okay, so can I share something on that? So I've kind of, when I was a kid, oh man, just when you were talking about that, like the family almost being in like a paralysis type mode, or not a paralysis, but unconscious type mode where they're not really um, awake or conscious or anything. Uh, I remember a dream that I had. I would consider myself a dreamer. As far as, like, spiritual implications go, I've always, I don't want to, like, be super spiritual and out there or anything, but I feel like I've always communicated with God through, like, dreams. And maybe, as we're talking about this, things I can remember from alien-type activity through dreams, who knows? But I remember a dream I had one time where there was, uh, it was kind of like a nightmarish-type dream where I was, like, uh... All I remember is like I was riding a bike and I went over this hill and just kept flying up. And anyways, when I came to, I rem- I didn't realize I was still dreaming, but I was like running to my parents' room and everyone's room trying to wake people up and every no one would wake up. So when you said that, that kind of like, whoa, sparks that like that. That's weird, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. Just. Yeah, you just, never know. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, like the E.T. soundtrack start playing in the background on this podcast. Start setting the mood. <laughs> so the other thing that a lot of people, and I don't really consider myself an expert, but this is a topic that I've researched my entire life because of this series of events. Um, but a lot of people who claim to be abducted by aliens um, also say that their pets are affected. Really? So... Pets don't seem to be put into that paralysis state, but they do have other strange reactions, whether it be fear or aggression. Okay. Hmm. Kind of like, uh, like you see in like scary movies or horror movies when it's talking about ghosts or spirits or something like that, and dogs always like are the first ones to notice it. Yeah, like almost like they have a sixth sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I can see that. Hmm. What do you think, Nate? Do you have any thoughts on all this? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if it's the right moment in the podcast to really share them or not. I don't know. Um, okay. First off, I want to say a uh, little background between Crystal and my interactions and friendship. I uh, worked with her for about a year and a half um, at a butcher's shop nearby. Um got to be, you know, I'd say decent friends with her and, um, since don't work there anymore, but, um, we've stayed in contact and communication and stuff. And, um, it was always kind of fun, um, you know, to kind of cut the monotony of the work to bring up this topic. Um, and it was, you know, as respectful as could be, but at the same time humorous because, you know, yeah. Right or wrong, most people don't take this stuff seriously. Yeah, and that's yeah. So, and that's something that yeah, that's something that she. I'm sure she has a lot of emotional so, input that she can <laughs> put into it. But real quick, I mean, yeah. I'm at a point now where, I mean, I'm not coming into this podcast expecting one way or the other to have my mind changed. Um, I'm I'm not expecting to believe in aliens by the end of this or the abduction of aliens. But yeah. I'm definitely more open-minded to it now than I've been um, since Crystal and I have had any interaction. So, <laughs> yeah. So, Crystal, I'll ask you a question. So, how, like, how, <laughs> what are some of the responses that you have gotten when trying to talk to people or communicate to people your experiences with aliens? Well, so going back to my childhood and having not just the experience I told you about, but many others, you know, the first thing I tried to do is convince my parents that something was happening. And, you know, they write it off like, oh, you know, that's silly childish behavior. It's this. Well, it got to a point where it affected my life so bad that, like, 
My parents took me to a therapist. They took me to a doctor. They took me to what they called at the time a wizard. Um, which okay. turned out to be someone that they paid to try to convince me that I wasn't being abducted uh. by aliens. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know... For 30 years or so, people have tried to convince me that everybody has an explanation. Oh, well, it's sleep paralysis, it's bad dreams, it's an overactive imagination. Um, So I would say most people are skeptical. Well, I would like to talk, because we were talking a little bit beforehand, because, um, you know, I don't like getting on the podcast and just talking like, complete strangers you know i want to feel like i know you a little bit at least before getting on the podcast and we're talking a little bit about sleep paralysis and um i know scientifically it's been noted that sleep paralysis is um the uh what happens when your brain wakes up quicker than your body and you know however that may be true or not how are the implications of that as far as like alien abductions go or like the theory behind that? Like, do you really think you could really chalk the fact that your body is, um, so it feels like almost like it's some kind of like under some kind of anesthetic or paralyzed state. Do you think that's all chalked up to just a mental state or do you think that has something to do with an actual alien abduction itself? Well, I think that they can be related or they can be separate. So I think sleep paralysis is like a medical condition. But I also think that people who have been abducted by aliens may sometimes experience what they call sleep paralysis because of almost the trance that aliens put you into. Okay. Because if they are going to take you somewhere against your will, you know, they can't just take an adult or a child kicking and screaming. They have to subdue you in some way. Okay, so that kind of makes sense. Like, almost like your body would have to be under some kind of, I mean, like I already said, some kind of medical anesthetic or a sedative. sedative. Yeah, something like that in order to be able to take you peacefully and unconsciously and be able to return you in that exact state. So I have a question. So say aliens are real, right? And I'm not a skeptic or a believer. I feel like I'm kind of like an agnostic when it comes to alien type stuff uh, in a way that some people would be agnostic when it comes to Christianity. So I, my question is, if aliens are real, why are they so secretive? Like, why, why do they want to, and if you don't have an answer, it's okay, but this is just kind of like a question that I have, personally, thinking about the topic. Like, why are they so secretive? Why do they need to somehow sneak into my house in the middle of the night and put me out and take me with them and return me? Like, what are they doing? What's their motive? Like, have you ever had any thoughts about that? Yes. So... Most of my experiences with being abducted or having contact with aliens um, has been very clinical or very medical. Um, So they take things from you or they implant things in you or they study your DNA or your physical Mm -hmm. makeup. And I think one of the reasons that they try to be secret is number one, like mass hysteria. You know, if they just landed a flying saucer yeah, yeah, in Times Square, everyone's going to lose their minds. Yeah, exactly. So on that topic of like a lot of media coverage, I don't know, back in the 70s, I think it was, there was a lot of, was that Roswell? Mm -hmm. So Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up next. I even just took a note about it. Really? Okay, so how how does... um, how does how does that kind of tie into that same logic and method? Like, like a government cover up of alien yeah. activity. Well, like and even, even let's leave um, like 
uh, let's leave humans out of it for a second as far as like okay. them helping to cover things up or expose it. Just the fact that so much evidence, at least supposed evidence, was left from extraterrestrial life forms. How does that coincide with your belief regarding them trying to be secret? Or was that an accident, do you think? Like, do you think or... they were trying... Like, so... It, let me see if this is what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Do you think... Like, what are you asking? Are the aliens trying to leave evidence, but the government's covering it up? Is that what you're saying? Uh, that's a good question to ask, but what I'm saying is, if the aliens left evidence, was it intentional or not? Okay. And if it was intentional, why was that moment different than the majority of the rest of human history where they've been super secretive about it? That's a good question. Um, do you have an answer for that, Crystal? I have a theory. I don't know <laughs> Go if for it's an it. answer. <laughs> um, so again, I've done a lot of research on this topic, and people who have been abducted by aliens are not always abducted by the same race of aliens. Mm, I think okay. we should also address that. I mean, it's a good note to, yeah. good note to take. Yeah, for sure. I only... <laughs> can speak from my personal experiences and what most people would typically call the greys or, you know, your typical alien. Yeah, I've heard about you. Um, and the answer in my mind is that they actually leave things behind all the time. Um, okay. People are left with implants frequently. Um, people are left with trinkets or people are implanted with memories um that you know they'll they come to them in flashes Mm -hmm. um i mean in my personal belief i believe they're here watching you every day okay like they have some kind of cloak or disguising technique or something okay now i don't want to get you off your previous point but would you say you're a believer in the reptilian stuff or or a similar theory? I don't even know what that means. You, you're going to have to explain yourself a little bit. So the reptilians yeah. Yeah, go are ahead and explain. another race of aliens. Like the Argonians are here? Basically, yeah. So if you <laughs> research this topic, typically people are going to have experiences with one or two groups of aliens. The reptilians... Okay who, from what I know of them, are mostly, like, soldier-type aliens. Okay. And then the greys are almost like your doctors, your scientists, your researchers. Mm. Do they have, like, moral boundaries, do you feel like? Is one good and one's evil, or are they kind of... Are they kind of, like, ambidextrous in that, or... Well... Do you know? I don't know much about the reptilians because I've never encountered one, as silly as that sounds. They sound... I'm pretty sure I haven't either, so it's okay. But I do think that the greys, the aliens that I have encountered, do have... I don't know if you'd call them moral boundaries, but I do think that some of them are good, some of them are not. I think they have personalities and differences just like people do. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, just because they're an alien race doesn't mean they have to be monsters. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Whatever, sure. be, just because they're hiding I mean, well, I think, I think people goes, hide stuff every day. That doesn't mean everyone's right. monsters. Well, and I think it goes without saying that if if they are real, first off, and if if they're real, they're smart enough to do what you're saying they've done to you and other people... Um, they're obviously smart enough to use their brain and reason. So I think even, even dogs, even dogs to a certain extent understand right and wrong. You know what I mean? Because of what they've been trained. Yeah. So even if we want to say that aliens are just another species of animal, they're obviously very intelligent. Yeah. So they've got to have a better understanding than your basic pet i mean if they've discovered us without us discovering them yeah then i'd say they're probably more intelligent than we are i would say we are their pets we are (laughs) we are their project i mean if what you're saying is true yeah and they're implanting things in us studying us i would say to some extent 
less than pets, more scientific experiences. We're like experiments. the rats in the science lab. Yeah. Mm. How does that make you feel? I don't know. So man. theoretically, Keith, let's say <laughs> I want to get. I want to talk about these things a little bit longer, but I want to move on to the spiritual implications a right, little right. bit before we end. I'm I'm getting there. Okay. So uh, let's assume that there was some filter that we could sift all this through to give us a definite answer right now. And let's say that she's completely right. Like undeniably, okay. like it is completely proven. There's, there's like no room for skepticism at all. Okay. How would that, how would that change your view of mankind? Of mankind? And, and what we think of in our world system about religion and us being at the top of the food chain, you know what I mean? Like, okay. So on your first note, how that would affect my view of mankind, it would make, it would kind of take my ego out of, out of play a little bit. We're not top dogs in the universe, which I really don't think we are to begin with. I believe that there has to be some other form of life, whether they are, uh, within visitation of us on a daily basis or have ever visited us. I, I feel like there has to, when we live in a universe that's constantly expanding and constantly growing, even if we say that God made it, how can we be so arrogant or prideful or egotistical as to say we are the only special thing in all of creation that God has made, you know, or take God out of the question, mm -hmm. look at it from an evolutionary standpoint. How can we say that, you know, same point, universe is constantly expanding, that's a scientific fact proof how can we say that we are the only intelligent life form that's been created within the entire galaxy which is spans billions and billions and trillions of light years so you know well, what i'm saying like there has yeah. to be something so as far as the implications of how mankind is affected if i were to come to the conclusion that aliens are real which i think from a certain standpoint i believe they do but as far as like do I believe I've interacted with them? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it would definitely take the ego portion out of my understanding of things. As far as the spiritual implications, I don't know that the fact that aliens exist would change my view on God very much. Because I think that whether aliens are real or not, it doesn't really change who God is. I mean, okay, so God made another race species. god yeah god another made another couple species at least you know whatever i mean it, yeah. i mean when you look at it the bible talks about plenty of things and uh that are in heaven that don't exist here on earth you see the uh the four-faced beast you say you see the seraphim the nephilim or not i mean the nephilim over for us but the cherubim you see different angelic beings that seem to be of different origins or creations so why couldn't God create greys or reptilians or mm -hmm. anything like that? I mean, it's not beyond God's realm of possibility to create something like that. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, on that topic, you were mentioning, you know, seraphim and cherubim and angels and all that. Like another note that you and I made a couple weeks ago regarding this topic was, you know, if there is extraterrestrial life, are we to assume that it is just another natural species made on the sixth day of creation, if you want to say, or sorry, fifth day of creation, if you want to say, or is it um, an equal to us as far as in the eyes of God, whether they're intelligent to us or not, or okay. are they greater than us? Are they actually deity? Are what... She's like describing, could, has she been abducted by demons? You know, is it... Because a lot of Christians would jump to that conclusion. That right. Because they're different than us, and obviously right. it's demonic. <laughs> Which I think is something we need to I mean, it could bring, be. bring to the uh, table. Um, not necessarily to promote that idea as fact, but, I think but just to talk just about it. Out of fear. So. I mean, it may be out of closed-mindedness, out of fear. Yeah. But are we being objective about it, or are we being subjective about it? So... I guess I'll turn that question over to her, what her opinions are. Cause I think I mentioned this to her before while working with her that any experiences that I feel may verge on possibly being alien abductions or interactions. 
I've always chalked up as being demonic yeah. in my life. Um, but is that just cause that's, is that just cause I'm a product of my environment or is that really the most plausible conclusion to be made? What do you think, Crystal? Um, I know that was a lot. We just yeah, said, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess I'm going to attack this in pieces. Yeah. For it. So there is a very famous person, um, named Whitley Schreiber. And he has wrote a series of books about his own alien abductions and how it's affected his life and what he thinks it is. And he has interviewed thousands upon thousands of people who have written him letters about their own experiences. And he has a theory that um, alien abduction is somehow... A spiritual experience okay whether it be um a past loved one who is sort of like in limbo or purgatory hmm. trying to contact you or help you interesting um i don't know much about this theory but i do know a lot of people who have had experiences almost um you know call them spiritual or heavenly or they're positive you know they've seen these great white lights and you know they walk away feeling uplifted yeah um that wasn't my case and i know you have said in your own personal experiences that you feel like things could have been demonic sure um I grew up in a somewhat religious household, and for me, because everything happened when I was a child, or it started when I was a child, I just don't feel like they were demonic, because as as a child, everything is pure, and, you know, why would, why would the devil or demons want to tempt me as a child? I think because you're most vulnerable when you're a child. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm right in that. I'm just saying yeah. it's a theory. That's what. That's what I've. It's a point thought. to be made. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think you're most impressionable when you're a child. So if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna, pervert the mind of someone, it's probably easiest to do it when they're young and naive. Yeah. Hey, side note: Have you guys seen? <laughs> they do it every once in a while. It's this SNL skit with the uh, alien abductions, and it's always like, there's always like this couple. It's like, yeah, they took us off, and we floated through the galaxy and then blah 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 and then you've got like one person's like i don't know what experience you had they uh pulled me up there took my bone marrow and then <laughs> dropped me out of the ship <laughs> i don't know if, if any of you haven't seen that's pretty funny it's just a little snl skit but i mean it's plausible just a side note it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was more of a joke but yeah uh what were we talking about a lot of stuff but um so you mentioned you mentioned an earlier point that um, they leave signs behind. Um, like you mentioned, signs? you mentioned that you believe that you've had multiple abductions and/or interactions with extraterrestrial life. What are some of the signs, the evidence, or the experiences in particular that make you so convinced, and not just brush it off as a skeptic that humans naturally mm, tend to be? Good question. You know what? What breaks that shell of skepticism that you naturally have as a human be- human being in an American twenty first century society to make you think that beyond a shadow of a doubt this is real? Um, for me, I as a child again, um, I would wake up um, and I would have these markings that were almost similar to like the markings of dice. So they would be like a series of dots, like in a sequence, oh, wow. and they would be okay. a different parts of my body. Wow! Um, and at first, you know, that was kind of it. And then I would start to get these flashbacks or these memories that I didn't have <clears throat> before of you know being in clinical environments or that's crazy because seeing things that would happen to me that it's like well when did that happen um Hmm. okay and then later in life um 
I don't know how else to say this, but, and a lot of people experience this phenomenon, but they call them false pregnancies. So your body appears to be pregnant and you go to the doctor and you take a test and you're pregnant. And then three weeks later, you're not pregnant. So a lot of people say that they have taken your fertilized egg for Mm. their own. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like a test dummy for them. Yes. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. So on your first note, and this is something I mentioned to you talking to you beforehand, um, I actually had a dream about kind of like a medical medical experience I had one time. And uh, in my dream, I was kind of, um, like I said to you beforehand, I was like, I woke up and I was laying on a hospital bed. And, uh, you know, there was this person trying to administer some kind of anesthetic to me. And I somehow managed to get out of his hand and injected into his neck and ran out. And uh, I remember, like, I remember feeling, like, such a strong, like, I don't know if this is, like, spiritual or just weird. But I remember feeling some kind of, like, strong uh, emotion of, like, love. And it was, like, really weird. Like, I was in, and it was really weird because I'm not saying like I was in love with like an alien or something, but I had this feeling. No, of you're like... just in love with a male doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 2017. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's cool. If that's what you're into. No, but I remember having this strong connection of like love. And I remember, uh, in my dream, there was like this woman that I was looking over to and I was, I was like, I don't want to leave this place, blah, blah, blah. And then I remember like running out of the building and I was like, ended up in this like cord or not corridor but like a town center type thing and uh last thing i remember i like jump and jumped and like hit under a shelf and then i woke up so i I don't know maybe that i don't it could have been something like that i don't know a lot of people who have been abducted do have um... it was a very it's a very strong memory dream that i still have to this day i can remember everything about it Much like I can remember spiritual dreams that I feel like God's given me. So, like, a lot of people do have very clinical dreams or, you know, they have these visions of themselves being in medical settings. But, you know, a lot of people also have these very passionate and erotic experiences or memories. So you talked about being, like, (laughs) having this feeling of love, you know? Every day, baby. Every day. That so, is something. Dude, I, was, I was in love with an alien. I am professing that right now on the podcast. <laughs> no, all jokes aside, that's that's interesting information. I mean, um, it could have been. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, similarly. Who knows I, what could have been. Similarly, I've had experiences that Crystal might, you know, I've been hinting on that I've, you know, at least briefly shared with her before that. I'm going to say right now, she's like 99.9% convinced that I've been abducted by aliens at least once. <laughs> um, and she tried to convince us of me for quite a while, and I'm just like, uh, "You're crazy." But yeah. I'm at you know I'm at a point now where one, I'm more respectful than that, and two, I'm just more open minded than that. You know, last podcast you're I was an agnostic on. Now. Well, that's not exactly how we put it. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, last podcast I was on, we talked about not necessarily a changing in my beliefs, but a um, a willingness to expand my thought process about my beliefs and how I go about obtaining them. Um, so to go into brief explanation, cause I could be here all night talking about some experiences I've had. Um, I lost my mother to cancer when I was, uh, 11 years old in 2005. And less than a year after that, I started having a series of events, um, that were what most people consider to be supernatural. I would definitely consider them to be that. Um, that were not able to be reasoned with, you know, not able to be explained definitely as far as what they were. Um, the first one, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and it, it uh, you know, I'm, I'm 90% sure it was not a dream. Um, it's way too vivid to be a dream. I've never experienced any dream that vivid if it was a dream. And, uh, I, I woke up, uh, in my bed for no apparent reason in the middle of the night and, uh, looked over toward the corner of my room and saw what appeared to be 
like the opening, I guess the best definition I could say would be like a portal or like an opening into another dimension. And um, it was kind of just this like ever-changing shape of like amoeba-like figure, you know, um, that was kind of prism-like around the edges. And I could kind of see like the stars and things like that. And it was like as soon as my brain had half a second to perceive what I was seeing, all the air around the room just started sucking toward that portal. And, like, the breath of my lungs even were coming out. And I was just, like, it seemed like forever. I was just, like, gasping for breath, trying to breathe. And my my vision blurred so much. And, and I eventually just, like, I guess got knocked out. And I just fell asleep. It wasn't until, until a couple days later that I was doing some math homework on my bed, looking over into space as I was thinking into the corner of my room that I realized kind of deja vu. Like, holy crap, something happened here the other night what was it? And then it all just kind of came to my mind, like, boom, that's what it was. Like, there was this crazy, like, opening type thing. It was like a humanoid figure that was always changing. I could never decipher what it was. It looked like it was here, but it wasn't, because I could still see what was behind it. It was ghostly, you know? It was weird. And, um, and this the sense of, like, panic and fear that came along with that. So, I mean, I just, like, immediately freaked out, Went and told my friends. I was too ashamed to tell my parents. Didn't think that they'd believe me, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I, I had a couple more typical ghost-like experiences, seeing my mother and things like that after that. So um, I, being raised in a Christian household, um, even though I was not at a place where I was comfortable telling people other than, like, my immediate friends about it, even my family, um, I kind of chalked it up and reasoned with it as this was demonic activity hitting me in a vulnerable time of my life because my mother just died, and this is kind of how demonic possessions happen. People hit bad places in life, they see things that are supernatural and demonic, and they want to connect with them because it's something familiar to them, like the like the figure of their mother. Yeah. You know, like she was she had her arms open to me, so why wouldn't I run and embrace her? You know what I mean? The only thing that kept me from it, other than the fear of, like, something freaky happening right now, is that this vibe that was coming from it was not pure. It was not good. You know, like, it was something that I never never witnessed in my mother, so how could I embrace it as if it was my mother? It seemed like something different. So, um, I could go into a lot more than that, but for the sake of the podcast, I've had some very strange experiences earlier on in my life that I have not had in recent years of my life. And quick side note, it all ended once I called the name of Jesus upon it, which is the primary reason I'm a Christian today. But um, let's just say for a moment that it wasn't demonic and that it was extraterrestrial. That still doesn't, like Keith said, that still doesn't shake my faith in God necessarily. But what does that say again about the the moral, uh, moral reality of certain extraterrestrial life forms like is do you think it's possible that whether reptilian or gray or some other thing that they are out to get us that they're out to or pervert us when you said the name of jesus they were like holy shit we're scaring this guy we need to we need to stop uh if they didn't realize they were scaring me from the get-go they were very ignorant because <laughs> it was the scariest but stuff now, i've ever experienced not to demean any of that because that's um I mean, obviously, I know that story, and uh, I know you're being super vulnerable sharing that on the podcast. So anyone who's hearing this, do not judge my friend Nate. He's a good guy. So anyways. Yeah, I was not on drugs at that period of my life, so there's no way it was, (laughs) you know. (laughs) That period. period. I'm not saying anything about it. No, I'm just, you know. No, all jokes aside, uh, thanks for sharing that. But I don't know. I mean, it could have been something extra terrestrial you know, she's convinced been... that it is yeah. so what are your what are your yeah. thoughts on that crystal well through getting to know nate he has said like a lot of other things here we go um which <laughs> i'm just gonna put all your business out there oh goodness <laughs> but um no he has said several other things that have led me to believe okay that wasn't um a demonic episode that was an alien episode. And the one thing I will say is that he's... Like, like this. Yes. Like right this. now? 
For what I was just saying. This is an alien episode. Oh, haha. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So he has said that his experiences have stopped, like, in his adulthood. Well, mine have too. So that is kind of a coincidence. Well, not and necessarily. You're saying mine, mine stopped before my adulthood. I'd say my last significant experience that could have been what you're expressing is, you know, possible abduction or whatever. I would say that that last experience probably hit me at the latest when I was 15. Yeah. So, but still, I mean, beyond the, beyond the age of puberty, I mean, biological adulthood, I guess you could say. So the way last... to be technical, Nate. Sorry, I'm way just, to be technical. I'm a, uh, go, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Well, biologically, the last time that I, <laughs> I hate you so much. Believe that I was physically taken by aliens was also in my biological early adulthood. Okay. Okay. So I think we have that in common. I'm not saying we don't. I'm just hey, Crystal. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Have I been abducted by aliens? Um, I can't say yes or no, but I what do you can think? say that before we started this podcast, we had a conversation, which definitely it's in the realm of possibilities. We'll what did they that. want from me? <laughs> I'm not that cool. I'm not that important. Well, see, and that is actually part of it. Everybody, or most people, I won't say everybody, but a lot of people that are abducted by aliens are very ordinary or very common because they want to sample How does that make your you feel? average Joe or so your they wouldn't, normal person. They wouldn't abduct like Tom Cruise or... Tom Cruise might be an like, alien. Like Paris Hilton isn't he weird might. because... What are your thoughts on that? Well, if, well, he is in Scientology, so... Yeah. Yeah, Tom Cruise, they Boom. need to abduct him and take him somewhere. <laughs> I agree, I agree. <laughs> take him back. We don't want him. <laughs> gotcha. Interesting. Okay. I, I see I see the logic there. Yeah. If they are real, and they are, then they do have an intelligent thought process. Why would they go after some, like, high-profile person that's going to obviously... Yeah. Expose. Their, yeah, they're going to expose it using their publicity. Yeah. Yeah. So, so in your understanding, mm-hmm. like, would you say, based off your hour of interaction with me, do you think that I've been abducted by aliens? Just your honest opinion. I can't say yes or no. I can say you have had things happen to you, which I would certainly... Like with the owl dream or the medical dream? Yes, or... with... The owl dream, the medical dream, missing periods of time. Yeah. Um, but I'm also like a really spacey person too. <laughs> pun intended. So after this podcast ends, I yeah. will send Nate a link. Okay. And it's basically like a series of questions that like other people have put together that have been abducted by aliens. Almost a checklist, if you will. We'll uh and you can We'll take that. Dude, and I go will... and go on the next podcast that I'm a part of and we'll share what our results were. I will go one step beyond that. I will take that link that you share mm-hmm. with Nate, which he will in turn share with me, and I will share it to the Facebook group and I'm gonna ask you guys to take this take this survey and then uh, figure out whether you've been abducted by you know, aliens. You know, what we're going to realize is that 99% of our listening base has a probable chance of having been abducted. Boom. And this is all going to seem like it's not a coincidence. And then the cult that you've been speaking of oh, yes. creating <laughs> and leading is going to finally become a thing. Yeah. All the listenership of this podcast <laughs> will be... Oh, and my evil plan All has within been your ruined. evil yes. plan. <laughs> Seriously, though, anybody yeah. wants to join a cult. <laughs> Human sacrifice is occasional, not regular. Just occasional. And it's more like a commune, not a cult. When you say cult, okay. people think like, oh, I'm going to make them all drink the Kool-Aid. No, it's pretty much just a bunch of earthy people living off the land, yeah, pitching I mean, in and helping each other. Commune sounds A bunch good, of dirt you know? hippies that aren't afraid to get their hands bloody, if mm-hmm. needs be. There you go. 
Crystal stabbed multiple people in her lifetime, but all for completely legitimate, reasonable reasons. I don't need to go into those things. My favorite was the umbrella as I commenced to go into them. I don't, I, don't need, I don't need to go any further. I don't want to talk about it. She, she but has, speaking she, of this particular she, she instance... Has, she has stabbed someone with an umbrella for legitimate reasons. If hey, you were to if, ask... If it's self-defense, it's okay. Well, if you were to ask the three people who have Or if someone just pissed you off, it's okay. ...assaulted by me, <laughs> if they had it coming, all three of them would say, under their own free will, that they had it coming. There you go. All right. I'll accept that answer. I'm not judging you at all. In fact, I think it's kind of <laughs> awesome. If I ever need somebody beyond my own means to put somebody out, like if I ever need to put a hit on somebody, you've already said you'll do it for 50 bucks. And I believe her 100%. <laughs> that goes for everyone who's listening. <laughs> my phone's going to start blowing up. Right, right, right. Just we are kidding, we are FBI. we are not um putting her contact info in this one find it yourself <laughs> anyway we just digressed like 100 percent. <laughs> anyways i think that's where we're gonna have to end it tonight i have a family hangout i need to get to and i don't i don't know what these two people are planning it into tonight but i have to get out of here so it has been great talking to Crystal and Nate tonight and just, you know, having a good time, having some drinks and having some pizza and just hanging out. So um, anyone who is interested, I'm going to post that survey on the Facebook group. And if you want to check that out, you can. If not, no biggie. If this is just an irrelevant episode to you, just skip it, whatever. But I personally have... Uh, feel like i've been impacted by this it's been really cool um just the idea of opening my mind to new horizons and well it's refreshing just to have anybody that claims to have a judeo-christian faith of some kind mm-hmm. that also is so passionate and full-hearted believing of a topic like this you know not For saying sure. that i agree yeah. with it completely or not but it's cool just to see that she is who she is, and she's not ashamed of it to the point where exactly. she's willing to talk about it. That's super cool. And that's, and that's what this is—that's what this whole podcast is about—is just like that's giving, what I was gonna say. giving. Sorry, yeah, but yeah, giving a voice. No, you go for it. <laughs> giving a voice to people who traditionally are shut down within exactly. the religious structure that, unfortunately, is Christianity. This is our church. Yeah. So I mean. We are, nothing's taboo here. We can talk about anything, you know. (laughs) I mean, if you're listening to this and you listen to the last podcast where I talked to Ben about... Nude beaches. (laughs) Nude beaches. And other questions that I've had for God. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You'll understand that we're pretty uh, open-minded in our thinking. I want to, you know, I want to figure out truth in every aspect of it. And I want to know who God is and who he isn't, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be taboo about it and say, well, we don't talk about aliens because that's just not something that Christianity is talking about. Or we don't want to talk about all these social issues, or we don't want to talk about political issues. I want to talk about all that stuff that no one's talking about because no one else is talking about it. So let's be real. And it's relevant. Yeah, let's yep. be real, let's be relevant, let's be honest. I don't have three R's. I'm not a pastor. I can't be that cool and be that honest. But uh, I don't even know where that was going. Anyways, this has been a good episode. I don't know if you guys have anything you want to end this on. but Thanks for having me. Yep. We're glad to have you. Yeah, it's awesome. been awesome having you, Crystal. We so. may even, if you're down for it, may even kind of pick this up at some point in the future. If that would any, be awesome. If any more thoughts come up about the topic, because, I don't know, I mean, something I wanted to get into that we don't have a lot we, of time we, to cover We didn't get into the spiritual aspect of it a lot, which I think that'd be cool. Do Maybe do a separate episode of, like, how does maybe being a believer in alien or extraterrestrial life, how does that affect your view on Christianity or God? That'd be a whole nother episode we could talk about. So. And I also wanted to touch on the subject of, um, you know, of late last several years, it's become very popular within people our age 
um, <laughs> for, for good reason or not, um, this whole kind of ancient aliens mentality, this, uh, new, this new age, this so new cool. age and Scientology type stuff coming into the millennial generation. So hardcore, like so many people swear by their beliefs in the Anunnaki and, or the Anaki or however it's pronounced and all this stuff the first time. Okay. So anyway, um, I, I'd like to touch on that, you know, kind of the Scientologist New Age scientific, you know, ideas that a lot of people have today is and what your opinions are. Is it bogus? Is it partially correct? Is it like totally the shit? Like, I don't care. I want to talk about that. Don't but, say shit on my podcast. Oh, I will. So I will. We're ending this by saying to be continued. If that's okay. If not, it's totally And fine. shit. <laughs> to be continued and shit. <laughs> this shit will be continued. This, this shit, shit will, will be, be continued. continued. Just so you guys know. All right, we love you all. Please don't delete this podcast from your <laughs> listening history. Uh, like, subscribe, go to iTunes, check us out. We're growing pretty good, so uh, hopefully, what we said tonight doesn't. Uh, Hopefully it pulls you in and doesn't push you away. Thank you for listening. From that. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't negate from what we've said. I like to use big words when I talk on the podcast. I don't know why. Because you're a real douche. I like to act like I'm smart, but in real life, I say, I say, we're, I just say like and um all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I can attest to that. All right, love you guys. All right, have a good time. Peace yes. out. Everyone, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. All right, see ya.